Welcome back, everybody, uh, to another podcast uh, of Talk Moto. Um, we're going again with Billy Mack on this episode because, quite frankly, we couldn't squeeze them all into one episode. But before we get back talking more with Billy, um, again, massive shout out to the guys at Talon for getting involved with the podcast. And of course, if there's more people out there who want to get involved, just hit us up. You'll find us on info at talkmoto.gmail.com. Um, so, you know, just keep it coming. Wobs. Talon, um, fair play to the guys. They're doing good stuff. So, oh um, my god, the engineering stuff they got going on down there is so impressive. So, all the CNC stuff they're just spitting out, and it's not just motocross. They're dealing with aerial cars. They're dealing with a lot of military stuff, a lot of medical stuff. But I asked them when we were down there to give us a hub. Now, this is their carbon hub. Believe it or not, their carbon hub isn't just a sticker. It's three pieces. There's a piece of carbon tube, and that's glued in with some. Uh, plain shit. I don't know what they call it. And <laughs> I think they've got a more technical glues. name than there's that. A, there's a very technical Ultra name. Ultra sticky glue. Uh, the sticky stuff. And that sticks in. Now, there must be a position where that is like the sweet spot for the spokes to work. And that's their carbon hub, which ends up looking like that. It looks like a one-piece thing, but it's not. It's very cool. So they only do two. They do a normal hub and they do a carbon hub. It's very, very trick. Um, I know for the uh, podcast people that it's not really helping, is it? No, but obviously... But it looks cool, and it's very nice, very nice. They're the original guys. That would look good did on you my know, Did you know that Talon make HRC hubs? I can believe it. They make HRC hubs to HRC spec. They don't sell them. They're not allowed to. And they did say the billet... How much was that? They were fortunes a lot, of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. And so yeah. the HRC hubs are actually made by Talon to HRC drawings. So... Good enough for them, they're good enough for us. They're doing good stuff down there. So obviously those of you that are listening to us on Spotify or Apple, you're not going to see what Wob's just held up. Go and check it out on YouTube or obviously go and check out Talon's website and see what they're all about. Nah, so, shit's cool, man, in fairness. It is fucking cool. Their stuff I shouldn't has swear all... that much. No, no, their stuff has always been legit. Like, it's, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. It's Do they make bottle openers? No, but I've Can got you... a very special... <laughs> there's, a, there's a glowing appraisal. Let me open your bottle for you because you're well, obviously incapable. Look. That is. There you go. More to the point, where's mine? Well, We've run out of beer. Oh, That's the open, last open one you beer. fuck. Got, right. Yeah, I could do it one, but there's none left. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Let's open these beers. Let's open these beers. And uh, once we get these open, we're going to get back to it with Billy McKenzie. So we're on we're to Billy. Again. Billy spoke about his career. And we're going to ask now Billy about a few current affairs because he's been there, done that. Dibble, Dibble, I want to give you a special thanks, mate. Dibble, <laughs> like you know, you bought me, you bought Good me the, the first Kawasaki, and I tell you what, that thing lasted a whole year. I had one bike the whole of the 2022 season. Oh, really? I didn't even have a jet wash. We had such a banging summer, a banging season That's in 2022. Works, Every Scottish Championship was smoking hot. Even the English English Championship, <laughs> <laughs> even the English Championship was like roasting hot every weekend. I never okay, had to watch the so bike. Okay, so you once. had good weather in the motherland. So like big deal. I'm just saying, 2022 was a special <laughs> was. year for weather, and the the bike got me through to the very final race and won me the Scottish Championship. And uh, that's cool. It was the last race of the final round. I got over the finish line, and all the kids were there because sort of, I'd been coaching the kids, and I had a little group of elves. They were fucking fantastic. Turned the bike off. What fucking grew you are. It wouldn't start. I swear to God. He sees you as a, as a little elf. <laughs> no, the, these, these wee guys are tiny and they are like little like elves, honestly. They pack my gate better than anyone's ever packed my gate. Like, honestly, I've got like a team of elves with shovels that just... They, they do it all the way to the start, like the, to the, the first oh, corner. Let's not talk about that. Good, We're back to the other white now. As good as it's talking to Billy and he's opened up here, I still get a sense that like we're nowhere near what actually is going on in his head. 
So the I don't picture, think we ever will be. I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of, like, there was a cartoon in the 70s or 80s called The Numbskulls, where these little people live inside your brain. I, they're I've working overtime in there. I reckon we're getting that. But they they must be like, absolutely bang on it. Um, talking to Thomas, who's the sponsor there, he also has got involved with the the Team GB team. He's a, he really gets into it, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he loves his sport. He loves it. Like um, the more I get to know Thomas, the more I hang out, the more I find out more. Like, but he's been around the sport, especially in Scotland, for a long, long time. He used to run the club up at the the Grand Prix. I'm talking like North. He's from there. Yeah, like, so he this has is done Scotland. the traveling. This is Scotland, yeah, yeah, this Scotland. Is, this is why. Like, he is just like. Bring it to Scotland. Now, like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm the spokesman. He's got the plan. Like, we're all working together. We're bringing it to Scotland because it's unexplored territory, man. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. all need to come and experience it. We're sick of racing in England, mate. I'm sorry. The traffic's bad. We're going to these same old dusty tracks. Like, we literally have a pallet, like a, a blank canvas to just go and carve anything up anywhere with the amount of land <laughs> yeah, up there. Yeah. And we can... I mean, if Johnny gets better at building tracks, <laughs> like oh, I swear to God, I think the last the last good track he built was Matchums 2005. But we'll, you know, whatever he can he can he can work a dozer when he feels like it. I'm looking now, if forward he's not, to seeing your conversation or hearing your conversation if he's with not, Tommy post podcast. If oh he's not God. scared of like you know the insurance and the, the 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 health and safety, if we just all relax a little bit, maybe we'll get some like talent coming out of Scotland in the next. Well, you've always kind of made your own rules up there, anyway. Haven't you? Well, this is the thing. Like we do. Like have a relaxed championship up there, and there's been a few. I didn't mean that. I just meant through history. Yeah, that that too. But I'm just <laughs> like we've brought it into my the favorite champ- Scotsman ever, what? Billy Edwards. You ever heard of him? No. Billy, remember Billy Edwards? He was like Tony Cage when I was there. Was going out with Billy Edwards' sister. Billy Edwards used to make all the Wolf Sports stuff for Bill Brown. All oh, right, is it big? I mean, I can't. And we went to <laughs> Fort. Was it Fort William to Scott skiing yeah, Fort place? William, yeah, yeah and we got into this bar fight. <laughs> and there was like six of us and we were fighting I don't know who it was and this Billy McKenzie and like any good bar fight you don't know who you're this guy jumped fighting. on Tony Keg's back and Billy Mc- and this Billy Edwards punched him and I've never seen anybody punched so hard really and this guy launched about six <laughs> foot landed on the floor and everything just stopped oh we're that's like, good then was that came over that was over the lights came on and we just walked out <laughs> that was it <laughs> I've never seen anybody I don't know what happened to the bloke but fucking hell, you eat him hard. We could do a podcast just talking about bar probably fights. Best bar we don't, no. But we probably no, best we were losing until he... One person, he hit him once and that was it. I've never seen anything like well, it. One way Billy Edwards, you're all right with me, kid? Just one, just one punch. Just stop, one stop punch. Stop Placement What's fucking the, you, you must have had some dust-ups in your time. I'm not on about in motocross, school. Not really? Whatever. No? School. Have you not, you're what, never not a fighter, you Billy. Not, well, he is a bit more now. What, you've yeah, never been confrontational my, my enough no, to have a fight. My nose is too big. So if you, if you punch me <laughs> on the nose, I give up. I'm like, you know, I'm like, that hurts. So like but, a shark, basically. If you just, yeah. Mate, so the, the, if you get one, a fight with Billy, bop punch him on the nose, it leaves him disorientated. I had one fight in high school and it was because he was... Who won? Probably him. He headbutted me a load of times. So this is how it happened. I'll, I'll keep well, it short. Scottish, that's what you do. But the guy who got me started in motocross, he was picking on him at the high school. Like, I'd literally went to high school with my pal, and I, I could see him in the corridors just, like, picking on him. I was like, mate, tell your tell that guy, if he's going to fucking give you any more shit, I'll batter him. But, mate, that was the worst thing I ever did. He's got, like, ten mates. Oh, uh. mate. Every bloody day I was dealing with these idiots. And uh. in, in the end, I had to just keep my fucking, keep it up and eventually yeah like the guy came over to me he's like what have you been saying mate like you, you want to have a fight and i was sort of just i was like shit he's right in front of me i just jumped up and got him in a headlock and started scrapping with him Correct. but we, we, were ended, we ended up like tugging each other's shirts and he literally threw the head in me like a couple of times i went home to big bill <laughs> oh i'm sure big bill had an opinion 
Oh, of course. He was like, I hope he came off worse than you. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. He's got like loads of scratches down his back. But really, I had the black eye. And, you know what I mean? I was pretty swollen up. But then, you know. That's... Was Big Bill a bouncer? Did he used to run the doors in Glasgow? Yeah, you like me. I, I mean, you've got to be something special to run a door in Glasgow. I don't know much about Big And you probably Bill, don't need, right? you probably, probably don't want to know. I've been told the stories. But listen, he, he oh. took on a couple of pubs during COVID, right? And so I was there or thereabouts while he was renovating them. And he did. He was bouncing again, mate. He's 65 years old. Oh, he fucking he was on the door, making sure there was no trouble coming through the door. I was pulling pints for everyone behind the behind the bar. Never. Working Christmas and New Year just as a backup in case anything went wrong. But he was in the <laughs> zone, mate. Like, he was literally like he was um, young again. Oh, and he had all that. the energy and he was like, you know, he's making the cash from the pubs and he was just in the zone again. I've but been following him on big... social media. Yeah, I've seen that. Because he, <laughs> he does. He promotes his pubs on yeah. social media. So, uh, we need to gather there. Maybe we could do one from up there. Well, if you want to come up for a scrap. You don't want to be bring fighting. Your, bring your boy. Nah, Listen, that's, that's, nah, fighting. that's why I was making a kind of a, a joke with... Um, Carlton Husband and Brad Anderson, because there's an old Beano or a dandy. Did you ever read the, the old comic book? I, I I can actually tell you. I mean, you. I've, I've, read, still, a, I've read a Beano in my time. I've still got mine. There's uh, a comic strip called somewhere? The Jocks and the Geordies. There and is. It's about them always just you know, having a fight. And yeah. this is basically what we do every weekend at the Scottish <laughs> Championship. The Geordies come up and have a go, and we like go down there and have a go. Right, so long. And it's... It's way like it's 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 becoming a good thing, you know what I mean? The Geordies are actually like, you know, right, let's go and have a shot because like we want to win all these all this the silverware and all the these jewels that Scotland's offering, you know, these like historic prestigious trophies. They want their name on that because it's prime like they're all Scottish so far. Oh. Martin Barr's the only guy that's on there that's not oh, Scottish. Scottish. And if Conrad keeps up his you know, <laughs> we're not gonna see that trophy for a long no. time, eh? I've got to say, for somebody that we were talking uh, numerous times throughout the last year or so, saying that you've kind of, you know, you've grown up, you've, you've chilled, you've mellowed a little bit. It doesn't feel like it. No, no not, not when I'm here sinking beers with you guys. Like, this is, I've been, waiting, I've been waiting for this. Man. It doesn't. You Keep know? that microphone an uh, inch and a half in me, movie. I know, like, I, I like moving it around. <laughs> so let's talk about growing up, and I, I think Australia... Oh, yeah, we, we we're bouncing there, around, kid. We are bouncing around. We're almost there. there. I want to know more about Australia, not the racing. What influence Australia yeah, why had, Australian? Why? had on you as a as a as a individual, not the racing, the so, country. Right? So I went um I went travelling because like I said, my ex girlfriend had went travelling and I was just so jealous. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. So the moment I had a break in my calendar, the season was over. I think it was Donington Park, Nations. Nations. I knew that that was the final race. So um, I had an offer to go race in New Zealand from the Taupo Club. They were like, can you come and do the international here? We'll pay for your flights. You can bring a mate. Like, you know, we'll, we'll give you bungee jumping. Like, like, just come and like do this race. So I'm like, hell yeah, free, yeah. free, free travel. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's when the old ninth season kind of messed up. We had the brand new Honda that was undeveloped. I had a hard time setting up because basically I jumped on Coppin's bike and he's like literally world champion potential you know yeah i literally jumped on his bike and it was like butter i'm like hell yeah but then i had to set up a whole new yeah yeah 09 honda which was a tank and a bit oh nine is that the year uh, that italian yeah. race was like muddy what race was that yeah but remember i Daruba think you were the himself. shortest the shortest person ever to wear a pair of fully prepped goggles you, you, you pulled in got some fresh goggles on before you hit the track, you took the fucking things off again. No way. Yeah, so you got filled in by somebody. It was muddy <laughs> yeah. as a muddy I thing. I couldn't do you even get that? around. That I was do remember. So bad. Did the thing about that race is in qualifying, the first free practice, I pulled it on the, on this new Honda. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, And that was the first round. So I'm like, I'm in Mother Shot. I'm winning this thing again. You know, I'm like, I could I could go do this. But I had, a, I had 
fractured ribs at the time. I was yeah. I was knocking back these like I was drowsy painkillers and made, panicking like, that weekend. I was I didn't yeah. have enough stuff. But that's what happened. So basically, shit, I came I back, had a stinker of an 09 season, loads of reasons which I won't bore everyone with. But that's when I'm just like, man, like I was out of our factory contract. My Honda contract had expired. The two year yeah. thing was up, and I had no results. And I was searching for a ride and like then you ended up with kawasaki though no this was this was after, this is after yeah this is a uh, kawasaki yeah. was 07 with Sorry, the group yeah. and then 0809 yeah, yeah. was a factory honda contract yeah, yeah, under yeah, yeah. the cas uh, banner that, those were your lost years wobs mm. yeah. that's okay but that's, that's when i was that, that's when i was hanging out with danny a lot yeah uh, <laughs> no worries that's that shit's where, all very milky all very yeah, all that like that you go in and out of consciousness a bit we'll guide you through that it'll okay. all come back to you in a minute so that's how I ended up in Australia. I had a stinker of a year. I had injuries. I uh, couldn't get the bike working. Been, and the thing about it was, is I was on a full factory bike. I had the magnesium forks. I had everything and it didn't work. I didn't like it. I, you know, it was, it was the, the, the mistake of thinking all the factory parts are going to work and, all, and oh, be don't amazing. don't work any better. You've got to make them work. I struggled so hard at the start of the season. I was getting so much arm part. I couldn't ride. Eventually, Cedric Malot, who was my teammate that year, he went back to some factory just A-kits uh, and I went out to Belgium and tested them, and I was like instantly six seconds a lap quicker. Six seconds. Six. And then I went to Valkensward like the very next like weekend and like led both races with the Ruver on the 09 Honda. And I was like, right, I'm back. Like this is the feeling I need. And then, so that's when I started getting going again. Like my head, my head was always in the game. I was always like, right, I, like I can win. You know, like as soon as I'm comfortable, I'm like, I'm going to win. We went to Portugal and in qualifying, I was up on the first section and one of the tail tops I came over and I just lost the front and as I went down I caught my thumb and just ripped all the ligaments clean off the bone oh, and then wow. that was it I was just like for six races after that because I had a factory contract because yeah. <laughs> I had a factory contract and the money was coming in I'm like I'll tape this thing up I'll screw it no, back right, together so. I'll put some like whatever so I was having uh, local anesthetic injections straight into like the joint and then I was taping up the best I could and I was like going out there and riding until I couldn't ride anymore and it got to the point where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm actually going to give up forty thousand pound and just go, just rip, get get surgery. Can't do it. You can't do it. You I couldn't do it. it. Not at that level. Like no. I'm racing Crowley. I remember it, it was at Belpuge. I got the whole shot, and I think I led for twenty five minutes and pulled out like a ten second gap with my thumb. I couldn't even feel like this part of my hand. And eventually, Crowley passed me, and I get six, and I'm just like, oh, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like I have the speed. I've got. Hold on, you were leading and Carioli passed you and you got six. There's five other fuckers got past you as well. Is I that know. what we're talking about? Well, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm just saying, you but only you know mentioned what, one. There's, one. there's one thing that kind of like frustrates Kick me about... Down, there's one thing that frustrates me about that 09 season, or basically some of it is... It was a good bug, though. It, it turned out to be all right in the end, yeah, yeah, but that was after a load of, you know, like testing at the start. But basically all my sort of best moments aren't really captured in the digital vault like they only, they always cut to like the end of the race yeah. like i've literally there's been so many races if you go back and look at laps led mx1 i'll be up there yeah i would be up there with laps led but there was always a point where i'd just burn out or i'd you know like just because i never knew how to pace myself i'd just go as hard as i can and just well, i remember you like you'd be up there leading yeah, and you'd was... make one mistake and then shit would go wrong for like three quarters of a lap and then yes. you'll get back in the groove, and by that yeah. point, you fucked it. No, nah, it's a bit like it was just I couldn't really pace myself. I was always just all or nothing, all or nothing. And it was the, always the way I rode because I like to get in the lead, pull away, and by that then then check. And but these guys were like, you know, 
they were all we were all we were all fit and we were all charging but there was just always a point where i just exert myself and i couldn't recover listening to you like, say that right it just it just emphasizes to me how character plays such a huge part in anybody's career right you can you are who you are right you know like you said you're you're, you're i couldn't control you're all it. in the you're, you're drops, all in or you're not the gate that's, drops that's and it. i'm in it i'm in the zone and if i could get to that sort of um that flow state you know where the breathe and you'd have to remind yourself to breathe see the times that i did remind myself to breathe on the jumps and this and that i could make it through to the end and one of the things was my first grand prix win in spain like i did that like because i knew i was in the lead i got a bit nervous i'm like holy shit you're leading you're leading i'd finished 22nd in the first race yeah. then all of a sudden i get a, a top three start and i make my way around the first three corners and i'm like just edging away I'm like, holy shit, I'm leading a Grand Prix. I need to, like, breathe. And so I did. I remind myself on the tabletops, in through the nose, out through the mouth, and I'm, I made it to the end. But there was sometimes it's just... But most people, when they say they have the, the win or all of a sudden it clicks, it just they all say it's easy and it just goes in almost slow motion. Yeah, and no, it's that's just, true. Flo- I mean, it's like I've, got, I've never state. experienced that. That's but the Zen thing, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's it you can't replicate it. It's like the red mist when you have a, an all inhibitions go out the window and you you, you get people say, well, why don't you ride like that all the time? Because well, I can't. You can't do it all the time. Look at, like, I don't know if you watch boxing, but I watched Fury and Ganu and like, he didn't have a best match and he says you can't be your best all the all time. All the time, no. You just can't. You know what I mean? And he, you know, it was you know, a close match, but he won. You, know, you get through it. It's like, but this is where... This is where I was like mouthing off a little bit on social media, especially oh, imagine before, that. before the vets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I see the boxers doing it. Like I do, I follow the fight scene and I see them all up for it. And I'm like, who, like, how the, how the hell are these guys getting paid so many millions when they're only fighting like two or three times a year? We're literally throwing it down every weekend. Yeah, twice. Every weekend. Twice and it's on like Sunday. arguably like what, you're going to run 12 rounds boxing or like 40 minute moto, two of them. Or like, you know, a three, you know, it's like, mate, where, where are we going to elevate? Like, how, how can we get it to the boxing level where, you know, sometimes. So did your time in Australia, because I'm intrigued by this, because this is pretty oh, much yeah. where the, the Scottish Jesus came from, from, oh, from what true, we're talking yeah. about, you know. That, <laughs> which, Don't say I'll Scottish let, Jesus, let, he had the arse last year. I, did, I, really, no, I, I can let him explain that in a minute. Yeah, we we'll get on to that. It. But I guess the, the whole thing in Australia is when you started to wind down your career and you kind of knew that you, you were probably heading that way. So how frustrating did you find it to, to let go as in being that guy where you go, did you find, was that an easy decision to no. go, right? I'm, uh, I'm still going to race at high level, but I kind of know I'm past my best. No, nah, it wasn't really, that wasn't how I thought about it. I um, made the choice because I was, I was sick of the way, the attitude of the British public media, whatever. I just, I started to get ratty with, I had a bad season and everyone was on my case. I was literally British champ two years in a row, like living the high life. And then all of a sudden, like I wasn't beating or I wasn't winning as much as I should. And everyone's like, you know, giving me shit. Like I said, I was really involved with it when mm. I was young with Sordia. Like I did listen to the magazines and I did fucking take it all on board. And it started to really just upset me. And I'm just like, you know what? Who am I doing? Like, I don't need to fucking do this. Like if I'm not getting paid the factory Honda contract, then I'll go elsewhere and get the money, you know? And at the time, it was the finan- financial crash. It was all like, oh, you, right, yeah. you know, like, and I was advised by the people around me, like the good people around me, like, hey, look, Australia's a good option. You can make loads of money over there. The The talent pool's not that deep. They're getting massive bonuses. The riders are pretty good. The track, like, it's a good scene. It's, it's, yeah. it's coming together. So I'm like, I'd already been to Australia. I'd had the time of my life. I'm like, 
This is like a no... It seemed an odd choice because everybody is always America, America, America. And you went the opposite direction. And I'm like, that's cool. I went for the easy option. That's the truth. Ah, I wouldn't say it's easy. Fucking no, it wasn't easy at all. Fast. No, it's never easy, especially when I'm moving halfway. The like easier. My... Let's say the easier option. Wait, yeah. And you know what? I wanted to learn Supercross because I did fancy a shot, but I'm like, I'm not doing AMA. That looks too much of a like, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, that's why so, a lot of guys go over there and make the mistake. Blow the shoulder out or do something. And That's it's why I fucking thought all over, the know? best way to learn Supercross would be Australia because the tracks would be a little bit easier. The competition won't be. So I wanted yeah. to do it because I was at that level where I'm like, I can ride bikes and I'd love to do Supercross, but I'm not. I'm I'm not doing Sheffield anymore. Sorry, right? I'd done that. If, you know, like like the British scene wasn't really up to it at the time, and we didn't have anything going. The Aussie scene was like yeah. like moving, so it wasn't a hard decision at all. I remember sitting down making a list of cons and a list of pros. And it was like massive pros. I'm like, I'm out of here. No, See you later. You. That's a big deal. That's Quick a decision big then. Deal. It was, like, yeah, but it wasn't a hard decision. And that's what I'm saying. So you made, on. so like, yeah, you, like, you pretty I'm much, a, yeah, I'm, you didn't I'm dwell done. on it too much. Not at all. I you was got like, good support there. You got a good team. Yeah, well, I went over with Craig Elwell. We went and sussed the place out. I went for a visit to Craig Elwell. Ch- we want to get Craig on, but we he's was, fucking too mysterious to come on here. Nah, yeah, like, <laughs> I'll talk for him. Please do. So that'd be good. So now we went and visited the race, Raymond Terrace. I watched them all. I decided they were all slow. I could beat them all. So I talked to the Kawasaki, <laughs> I talked to the Kawasaki team and the Yamaha team because they were the top they, they were the top teams. They were the doing it properly, you know? Yeah. So Craig Dack kind of like looked down his nose. He's like, no, I don't need you, mate. I've got my, my boys. And I'm like, oh, really? So, really? I, you don't want the best guy. Like, I'm like, I'm the boy. So I went and talked to Kawasaki and Troy Carroll was there. I'm like, listen, I'm, I want to come over. Give me a ride. You know what I mean? How can we do this? So I had a word with Kawasaki UK and I got them to put a good word in. But Kawasaki supported me and I got on the Kawasaki team and Mate, I had a really good year. Eh? I really enjoyed it. The bike was really good. Um, I ended up breaking my wrist and losing a load of points. Otherwise, you know, hindsight, all the rest, of it, I might have won an Aussie championship. But I finished second quite a lot of times. I respected the boys that was racing by the end of it. Jay Marmont, all these guys. You know, he beat me four times in a row. And I'm just like, I was trying. And I was still fast. And, you know, we had some little, like, you know, it's never easy, is it? Especially when sponsors are coming in and mechanics changing and leaving. It's just like, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I ended up picking up a few injuries. And then the last two years I was with Dak, I got on Josh's bike again, so I was pretty happy. I'm like, yeah, sweet, this will be good. But it was that Josh fast. Josh can set a bike up, can't he? Can't he? Yeah, he's can't. so smart. Josh can set a bike up. And then, yeah, by the end of it, I just, um, I was a bit over it. The pressure was getting to me. I was getting a bit tired and I was I was working really hard. Like I was, you know, really well, working for my fun. bread. It stops being fun. And nah, that's yeah. It. Like I wasn't living that sort of, a, that, mm. that I wasn't living the wave of winning with the factory like um contracts and stuff i was actually starting to you know just find it a bit hard and, and really yeah. sort of feel but i ended up winning the last ever race and like everyone was there townley was there fucking moss marmont like the the the, the stack the, the field was stacked and i won my last ever race there and it was just like a nice way to just be like oh, right, see you later because nice. good for you i did i started getting there was a bit of drama in the team and that because i just you know i was i wasn't into it you know, I was like, I was starting. They could, they could see I was starting to just like lose interest, and yeah. they have to just pick up and get it, get it going again. Their team owners, they like Dak. Dak runs a professional ship, and he was like, you know, Bill, you know, like. With that in mind, then did you have a did you have a plan and exit strategy? Did you did you know that did you go right? I'm packing this thing up at there. Yeah, well, like it was halfway through the season of fourteen. I started arguing with Craig Dak. We weren't even talk, we weren't even talking to each other. It was really uh. awkward. And I'm like, I don't need this shit. I know I'm out, you know, like, and so it, it gave. So was that sorry? Was there a defining moment? Was there like where you woke up one morning and I don't you know about went, you. How, do, "How do you?" How do and you, you not went, get a piss? I think I'm go done. for a dogs. Um, 
There would have been... There would have been... Too much beer is flowing through. Wobbs is off. We're going to carry on, Bill. Don't yeah, worry no, about we'll, him. We'll, we'll, you know. we'll continue this because it is an interesting this is question. Our, this is the start of our podcast. We, we don't... We, yeah, it's, no, just, it's, uh, it's like us down the pub. Yeah, totally. And that's the best thing about it, man. It is honestly the best thing about it. But there would have been, to answer your question, there, there was, but I can't really remember, but it was basically I saw my situation. You know, I was... Uh, you know, I'd finally got myself a really cool house in Byron Bay. Like, I, I was living there. You know, and I said I'd live there, and I was. Like, years later, I'm, I've literally got a house. It's cool, as, And I was doing it all up, and I spent, you know, a lot of time, a lot of money on it. And I was doing cafe racing. I was looking for a way out. I was like, what am I going to do when I don't, like, race motocross? Like, I am I was actually sick of the travelling in Australia. What age were you then? 30. Yeah, so you're getting around that. Physically, yeah. you're starting to feel it. A little bit, but it was uh, more people telling me that you're done when you're 30. It was, like, this industry standard of, like, you know... I don't mean when physically, you, I meant, sorry, as in your fitness, I meant aches and pains and things like that. Just all of it. And yeah. that was, no, actually one thing that you've just reminded me of that year is basically uh, we started the year off on a bit of a slug bite because Dak hadn't got his shit together and put it to the dyno. We had a bad first round. Then he's obviously realized because we didn't get off the start, chucked it into the Vortex guy. We've got it back with a 10% increase in power like over the whole spread. I've went out threw myself down the track because I've like I've lit it up coming out of corner and the thing's just high-sided me and I've literally landed on my fucking face and my boots have come over my head and like cricked my back and we eventually found out like probably years later when I was having x-rays on my spine that like I've had damage it. like I did I, I cracked a vertebrae and I oh, finished previously. the whole season or oh, you did it then no I did it then right but then still finished the whole season on this Yamaha and it was like tough, you know, it wasn't fun. I was like stiff and struggling and I was just trying to get through it because obviously I needed to get the pay rise. I needed, I got the house to finish. Like I had load, I had too much going on and it's just, I started to fry my brain a little bit. I was doing everything and it was coming to the end of a five-year stint in Australia on the other side of the world. I was actually quite emotionally, physically just like thinking, I don't need to be doing this anymore, man. I'm not making the money I used to. I've had my thrills out of it. I've got everything I need from it. I've went and won my last race. I, like I'm just, I'm tying this up right now. Like, Good enough. I need, like I've had my time here. I'm like, there's, I'm not gonna like, and it was a factory ride. Like Dak's team was the only team to be on over there. Yeah. And when I knew that it wasn't gonna go for another year, I was like, I wasn't gonna go to some B grade team and try and like That's get team. back going again. I'm like, you know what? I'll leave with my head held high. I've just won the last race. See you later, Australia. I won the first race and I won the last race. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I didn't get the championships. Jay Marmont was a solid contender and a lot of people like raced that championship really well. But in the end, like I had a good time. I met loads of people and I experienced a whole other land. You know what I mean? I didn't get stuck here. I, I literally experienced half of my career somewhere super beautiful and it was. Yeah, yeah. The beaches, the tracks. But in the end, the, the travel was actually worse than here. Like We had to go so far because the championship was only like I think six rounds. Six rounds, yeah. But they have a big break in the middle, but you have to go everywhere so that the privateers get a chance. So we were like Western Australia. We were like right down the south. We were everywhere. And and people don't realise how big Australia is. Same size as America. Dude, just you, fuck all in the middle. I heard you can fit the UK into Australia 62 times. <laughs> that's, that's apparently... I know it's the same size as America. Research and there's that. a lot of shit going on inside America. There's a lot of shit going on. How about Point. this for a question? Electric. Oh yeah, that's we were chatting. So basically, I was... now where do you see the electric? Is it the future? Is it the scourge? Hold on, hold on. Let me just dive in there. 
We're saying we're going to run out of time in this one. We're going to wrap it up. And then you've gone and thrown him that question. Oh, you can always put it on the next one. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you... I'll Within give... five minutes. Listen, I'm pretty good. good. I'm, yeah, right. So basically, I, I swore I would never ride an electric bike, ever. I'm no. like, that'll be the end of my racing career. I'll never ride an electric bike. You ridden one? Uh, <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> yeah, but that was ages ago. That was like 2015. Anyway... No, listen, I would. I, I said I'd never ride an electric bike, but when Honda showed us that Thanks factory one with frick. all the... Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like... And then I started imagining the, the, the gearboxes that they must have in it, like from the MotoGP like technology. Yeah. I'm like, actually, these are going to take over the four strokes the same way the four strokes took over the two strokes. Yeah. It's done. Electric bikes are here. We're not getting away from it. I know. Not getting away from I it. I know. And I'm like... And you know what? You fuck know, the four if, strokes. I know, They're I'm horrible, not... noisy things. See if I hear these don't little... Don't fucking start me on that, kid, because i got to go off on one. I don't like the fucking things. Awful things. <laughs> Why are they revving them so much? If they only made so electric much? and two strokes, I'd be happy. Why what do I they say about them starting so this question at this late stage in the podcast? <laughs> Can't believe it. Yeah, but you, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think all it's going to take is it's going to take somebody to show up at Anaheim one on one of those things. And win, and it's fucking all over. Listen, and then, are they going to have their separate class though, or are they going to run together? No, why would they? They didn't have a separate class for four stroke. Yeah, you're right. No, that's true. So uh, we're going to get actually, we're going to get Andy Summers on, who is the FIM technical director, and he is going to tell us all about the legalities of racing a four stroke. Oh, so mate, what's that's... that you're drinking, Bill? Oh yeah, thanks. Um, so basically, this is a this fucking is a... how about that for a drink? No, that's, no, that's no, lovely. That's... Apart from the people uh, listening to it, you don't have a clue <laughs> as to what you've just teed What's up there. What's that bottle once. of clear fluid you're tell drinking? Well, listen, you, you, can find, you can find this in all major UK supermarkets. This Seamless. Is, this is literally the, the new the new energy drink on the market. Like, What is it? Talk to us. Monster, Rockstar, just forget it. Just start drinking your active 9.0 water. This is pH level. This is just so good for you. This that's the good lord. It literally balances. God bless you. All your red blood cells. It keeps you hydrated, and you just are never. You never feel depleted or, or hydrated. Uh, dehydrated. You're just. I feel bad drinking beer now. Well, you have to balance it with some active. So active with a pH at the end. It's pH balance. That's the whole point. Everything's active. labeled active. Yeah. The you know you'll see it on. It's an M and S Tesco Sainsbury's. We've got this thing covered, mate. There's good things happening in Scotland. Where's that source? Scotland. I don't know where it's sourced. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm invested in it, so buy it, right? It's been filtered for thousands of years through Scottish mountains. It's, it's got, got a fucking sell by It's got the good stuff in it, right? So just keep Couldn't drinking it, right? Thanks. Thanks for I giving that I thought call. I'd you know, give you a chance to promote your shit. I've got to get hydrated after those beers. i got my right buzz on. So what do you see the state of play at the Grand Prix? You know, some of the flyaways, 20 guys on the line. I Mate, mean, is it a paid thing? Listen. Is it there just, there just isn't the depth of talent? Is it too much national stuff going on so there's no incentive to go and do the Grand Prix? What's changed? What has happened? Listen, I bowed out that scene a while ago. It wasn't for me. Like, in 09, I was done with it. I was finished with it. Like, the schedule, it is just intense. And um, the tracks that they're going to now, I just don't like. I don't even like watching it on TV. <laughs> no. Like, I remember, like, I think it was Qatar, is it? Qatar? I just yeah. looked at how fast and, like, like... They need to slow shit down. If if you want my opinion on tracks, like I've been bitching to Johnny about it all year, but we need to slow the tracks down and make them more technical. This wide open bombing around, scrubbing everywhere. It's just it one, it's boring. It's it's not technical enough. Everyone can go fast. I mean, if if you really want to hear what I have to say about it, like that's where I'm at. Like I might be old. I might not have that sort of heart rate to to run that like super fast pace and 
throw the bike sideways and corkscrew it and on every single jump. I'm like, it's just mind numbing, right? I don't like it. Listen, if we want to go back to Oak Hanger this year, like I really, mate, I had red plates, mate. <laughs> I had red plates two on ones, mate, because I like thought, oh. hey, listen, if we're going to Oak Hanger, I've got a chance, mate. I used to ride around that that place, that like, common for oh. like years and years. We 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 produced WFO, remember on the really? video moto. That's, that where that's where we went. That's where me and Alex went and filmed yeah, Billy and the really But We're, yeah, amazing. All I'm saying is like people are getting too happy in their dozers these days. The yeah. the tracks have changed. Like we need to bring back some kind of star cross style you know that italian star cross race like where it was like mcgrath everyone got fast cross co- fast cross fast sorry cross. fast cross. that was a good race man that was a good race you know that's where that. it needs to get back to we've went yeah, bombing we've went bombing into this oblivion of like flat out scrubbing nonsense you know All the what, jumps my, are you safe. know what must my most hated track section is a rhythm section. I don't like waves. Rhythm section. you got to go the same speed. <laughs> Unless you're surfing them. You go too fast, you over jump stuff. You go too slow, you under jump stuff. Waves. So waves. let's just put a section on a track where every rider's got to go you, the same speed. Bring what back the fuck's stadium. The point in that? You said that you're getting old. I'm going to show you some proper age now. Just bring back a decent, good old ski jump where... <laughs> oh. Where just the most well, you can, you can do do launch to like the fourth well you bump. do you well, do, you can do hold like on a Johnny now. Banks crosser well you do in practice when it's flat but as the track gets rougher as you, you said jump, to jump the bump. start to, so the the yeah, good yeah. riders have got the courage to go longer and land in if you're in the carrying bumps. the speed and you're so running a higher gear out. The, the track actually sorts itself out yeah, if you yeah. leave That's it where if you absolutely just leave it he can literally jump from bump to bump to bump and you know who one of the best I've ever seen now I this is a random thing, is Hawkston, you know, you go up the hill, you go across the top and come down, and there's that, it's like a tabletop, but you can overjump it easily. Rob Andrews was overjumping that and landing in the braking bumps yeah. every fucking lap. That's now, credit where credit's due. Yeah. Well, that, so anyway, current state of the Grand Prix, I don't like the tracks. It really, I remember, I actually remember sitting on the line with my, my damaged ligaments in my thumb just thinking, I don't want to be here. It was Ernie. Oh. It was Ernie 09. And I'm Good like, track. I was on the start line and I saw... If you're earning and you don't want to be there, you're in the wrong fucking sport, man. Oh, I don't know, mate. That track was... Back like it's back when I was racing it, uh, you know, just the crot, like basically jumping down the hill side by side with people, like out those ruts, you know. It, yeah. It, you know, and I just wasn't feeling it. I was having a bad year and I just, like, that was one of the moments where I'm on the start line. I'm just feeling like, I, didn't, I don't want to be here. Yeah. But anyway, like, over the course of the Grand Prix seasons, as I was watching back from Australia, I could just see the tracks getting put to Indonesia. I felt so bad for Villapoto when he came over. Oh. My God, he just wanted to come and have a good time and he cruise did. around. He did. And he got badgered so by every media hound yeah. and expected so much of the little guy. Like It's just like, mate, I would have just been like, bolt. Yeah, he, he, he kind of did in a way, but... Those tracks. The, the kid was was he leading the championship or he was he won a he won a Grand Prix. He won a Grand Prix like Indo. three won. rounds in. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I mean and that's, that's not it. easy. Done. As soon as he done that, that he he done his job pretty much. Yeah. Like it would have been nice. I think he, everyone would have expected him or liked him to win a world championship. But the way he was being treated, like you know, I know he was the superstar, but. I felt so bad for him because he just wanted to come and experience Europe and he just did, yeah. he just wanted to go on a holiday and race his bike. He didn't yeah. want that fucking pressure behind him, but see, he was Americans, getting asked the same question uh, like five times oh, every no. time. Americans had done that prior to him. Obviously, people like Trampas Parker that came Brownie, over because everyone, he wanted yeah, yeah. to experience it, but it didn't have that same spotlight on him. Mm. You know, and, and Ryan was under a lot of pressure. I mean, I'm intrigued to find out your answer to this question. So you'd finished racing, and you're watching. GPs, you know, evolve. 
did that detune detune you even more from the sport that you you kind I of packed knew. it in yeah. and you you were doing what you were doing you weren't racing but then you were keeping an, a, a loose eye on gps and just thinking oh i got no interest in that because of the tracks is what i mean you know what there's another thing as well air forks like <laughs> Swear to God, mate, I was so watching, shit. yeah, dude, like I was watching everyone struggle and I knew the struggle was real because I'd tried to ride with them and I'm like, how the hell can you, do? and dude, that's, what's, that's actually one of the reasons that stopped me, like, because I came back to the UK after racing for Dak and I was like, you know what, I could probably get on a bike and do all right or like, and I did, I jumped on a Kawasaki and it had air forks or, or like I jumped on a Honda as well and I was just trying to work with these air forks and I could not do it and I'm just like, I've lost it. But why did you have had- to use them? Because I, I didn't... Was that a, like a contractual thing? Or? Yeah, but back in the time that you were being... All, like, they were being rammed down your throat yeah, to a certain big time. degree. Yeah, big time. These are the new greatest thing. And they felt like you had a flat front fucking tyre. They were so horrible, mate. I, like, and I literally had no feeling. And I just thought I forgot how to ride. I actually, in my head, it was the first time I lost confidence in my ability. I'm just like, maybe I can't do this it. anymore. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not the forks, maybe it's me. Yeah, yeah. That, and I'm like, but... Because everybody's telling you how fucking great you know these what, man, are. man? I missed a fucking golden opportunity with Thorpey, right? Because I was fluffing around with Easty and just riding a Honda and trying to get suspension done. And I got a ride with Thorpey to do Whitby in, I think, 2016 on someone's bike. And so basically I was thrown onto one of Thorpey's bikes, done a British round. Um, no, it was a, it was a, another British round. I don't know which one it was. It wasn't your one. It was Anyway, it was back in the day. But I had to throw my, my air forks on because <laughs> that's what they were running and it was the better the devil you know. So I tried running around Whitby and I was on one of Thorpey's bikes and see if I just had the right suspension I still knew how to ride. And I remember passing Graham Irwin, who was the British champ at the time. And it was like, just, I was like an out of the blue race. Yeah. And I did, I'd done my, my normal first lap, aggressive, like start, passed everyone, got in the lead. And then I just sort of got tightened up and I couldn't ride the bloody thing. And I just always regret that moment where I might have had a, a shot with Thorpey for a couple of years. And imagine like just yeah, being on the Dave's cool. wing with those factors, like his bikes are shit hot. Oh my God. So I would have put an extra effort in just to have that little last... Like, your last hurrah in the UK yeah. with Thorpey because I never got to ride for Thorpey. I was going to say, uh, what, what was your relationship or is what is your relationship like with Thorpey? Like you said, you never got to ride with him. Did, did he ever approach you at any one time to ride for him? There was one time, uh, it was when I was, it was before I joined Yamaha in Australia. Like I was at the end of my deal with Kawasaki. It went a bit Pete Tong. Jay Mormont had moved over to join my team and because he was the champ, he took everything and I was a bit fucking, you know, pissed off about it. Uh, and I had a bad year, I got injured. And then so Dak took me and it was at, it was on that cusp where I did talk to Thorpey. He offered me a deal, but I weighed up like the money options and where I was. I'm like, well, now nah, I'm going to stay and stick it out with Dak because I can just make more money here. And he was like, look, that's all I can offer you. And what he was offering was a completely fair and honest deal, which everyone else was on. Yeah. Like, he's just straight down the line like that. But I was like, I'm going to see it out in Australia. And I don't regret it because I did well. And, I, you know, I, I sort of did, did the Australian thing, but... When I got back, I do feel like I just, I've just missed that. Well, I'm almost 40 now, be 40 next year. And I sometimes still think I can fucking do, do you, it. That does, eh? that if I bit... got on Thorpey's team like, and I put some training in during the winter, like, sometimes I still feel that, like It's sounds, funny that, that, that you, know, you keep talking about Dave's team like as if that's the only chance you got. Yeah, that sounds like a bit of a regret to me. And you just don't strike me as a bloke that's got regrets. Well, no, it wasn't really because in the schoolboys, me and Big Bill were always up against Thorpey and the, the cat finning boys and we would smoke them every time so I never felt like like Thor, you know I didn't ever strive for that Honda team no I was always the Kawasaki boy because I had my own thing Aren't going the bikes the Hondas were not good at the time no but I mean the things are on it now 
Yeah, but back in like what, like, 97, 97, 98. All that. You, like, they're little 80s though. They were no, I was on the well. 80s. I was oh, on the, okay. the hundreds. Oh, and the so, 80s were okay. You know. But the 125s. Yeah, exactly. I was on Dixon at the time. Yeah. So when I was comparing. See, I, was living, I was living with Sheik at the time and them on No, they were just. Even the factory was. It's the aluminium frame though, wasn't it? It wasn't good. Yeah, exactly. So, no, look, I think. Um, Seeing the way Thorpey runs a team with the four fifties and how fast Ryan and Thorpe like they do. Oh my just, god, they work. They, they are, are good. Exactly, they've got good. them tuned in perfect. And yeah. you know, so yeah, that was one thing about Thorpey. But like Thorpey's really cool. Like he really loves my vet's attitude. Honestly, I've never seen the boy smile so much. Yeah, yeah like because yeah, I only yeah. know Dave on a professional level. Yeah, no, no. and um, I think he just loves my swagger. The fact yeah, that does, I'm like yeah. rolling around up north, giving it the King of Scotland chat when I, like he knows he's the king of England or the yeah. Sir David, <laughs> you know, but I can sort of like talk the same shit and be like, well, I'm king of Scotland, mate, because like who else is yeah. there? Like when Sean, at, there's Sean, but when he's at Foxhill, Dave is he's good company, big time, good company. So I parked next to him this year, actually, like just by chance. He had his big bus there and we were all like sort of... Uh, we were at the front row with Team Scotland. It was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a jumble sale, felt like. But Thorpey was there, like promoting his book, and you know, it was just good to have a little bit yeah, of a. Gotta crack. say, in all the times I've known Dave, uh, all, all the yeah, down the years, it's the first time I've seen him half cut, <laughs> actually during the event, not not post event. No, I was doing a little piece to camera um, for Dot Wob TV and uh, and bits and pieces and uh, Dirt World, and then he just dived in front of the. I've never seen him do it before. Half cut. He like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was having a. a He's got proper... tattoos and everything yeah. as well. Eh? Like, he is, oh, yeah, I never knew someone that. told me about I this never, exactly. Oh, yeah. The he, consummate professional. We know about you, Dave. So anyway, like <laughs> he, like this is a good transition to the trophy chat, by the way, because he was one of the main people that loved what I was doing with the trophy up Explain on stage. Explain the trophy chat. For what those is the trophy? I have no I idea know. what you're talking well, about. Listen, right. man. Come on. So look, I, I got lumbered with this old trophy. I'm not like, you know, my emotions. Being lumbered. Am what I emo- trophy? Like Scottish National Champions trophy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, 2000, the, the 2022 Scottish MX1 National Champion Scottish Championship trophy. Yeah. That's like it's dated back to 1955. It's possibly the oldest known motocross trophy in circulation. This okay. is what we've come to realise. So um, basically my attitude towards it was a bit skewed blase maybe no no no. i'll tell you why it's because i won this championship right and the whole 2022 season all i knew is i had the red plate i didn't look at the la- i didn't look at the points once not once i wasn't interested anyone that tried to tell me i'm just i'm not interested mate and that was the god's honest truth i didn't care and so anyway the whole season i didn't even look at the lap times and the whole season apparently my name was spelt wrong it was mck Oh. And I just didn't care because I didn't even look at the lap times. So anyway, I got the presentation with the SACU. Like I like to, I like to sort of, I like to like chat it up as well. Like basically, the, I've never seen this trophy, but it's special. It's it's a unique trophy, and I like to just laugh that they've kept it locked up in these dungeons at the SACU offices. Like it's at a military like place. So anyway, I get like presented with this trophy, and I'm quite proud. I've went there with my Mackenzie tartan tie on. I've got my checkered trues. I'm like, you know, I mean, like fucking ready for like an AC, SC, SC. Fucking Donald, Donald Wesley. Yeah, probably. So anyway, I've went up, collected my trophy, and I've looked at my name, and they fucking engraved it wrong, haven't they? Spell it wrong. Oh my God. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So from that moment, I'm so like. How, I, I, even I'm struggling to fathom that. How can you spell like Mackenzie wrong in Scotland? They missed the A. This is what happened. It was MC. 
Oh, I get. Okay. You would think I it would be you Billy went on the, off the Mac. Spelling it's, I've been Billy Mac my whole life, and I don't <laughs> look. And you know what? I blame Stuart Flocker, mate. He, he was in charge of the, getting the engraving done. He's known me his whole life. Now, it almost feels deliberate. How anyway, does it feel under that bus, Stu? Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, look, it, it just, it definitely got me off on the wrong, on the wrong. I'm just like, oh, really? Like, like literally, I've done probably the most for Scotland in my career. Like, if I'm right, running the Scottish flags on my, on my arm, I've been and done it all over the world. You know what I, I Mate, this is a really cocky and arrogant thing to say, right? But... Everyone knows I'll be saying it with a bit of tongue-in-cheek. That trophy has been mine since about 1998. If I'd stayed in Scotland, my name would yeah, have been on yeah, that of thing. Course it would, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they kind of know that. But to, and, and so I'm not sure if it was like, I felt it was deliberate. I'm like, you've spelt my name wrong. Like, and so anyway, it got put a chip on my shoulder. I'm just like, well, what the fuck do I do with this dusty fucking old tin? You know, <laughs> I was like, what do I do with it? Do I drink out of it? Do I... Like, um, I don't know. So anyway, I had a bit of a warped attitude towards it. It was like sitting on my kitchen table and everyone was making a big deal about it. And, you know, um, I was like, well, I'm not being, I wasn't actually being promoted the way I thought I should be, to be honest, after being Scottish champion. I was like, what have I done all this for? Like, I'm not even getting my picture on the Instagram. Like, who's running this show? So I was trying to get involved and I was like, trying to like get, the, get it going. And in the end, like no one was really reacting to me. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go and like promote it myself. So that's when I came to the Fox Hills and yeah, I had them with yeah. me. I and we, on the stage. And yeah, stuff. and that's where Dave like loved the crack because I mean, yeah. who does that? Like, who's you know who's carrying an old bloody vintage trophy around? Like, no, it's, exactly. it's so it's so it's priceless. Like, they were all you know. Did you? Did you? Well, you obviously heard about what happened. To well, it. No, well, you lost uh, it. no. I'm trying to read between the lines of what happened. Listen, look, I don't want to get too into it because I don't want to throw RV under the bus. But that dirty little leprechaun. He saw it. I saw the glint in his eye when I had it on stage with him, man. I don't think he needs another trophy. I think he's got no, enough. No, but he's obsessed with them. Like, he's got enough. But how much is enough? Sorry, are you... How much is ever enough? Am I getting this straight? You're, you're accusing actually accusing... nine-time AMA national champion Ryan Villapoto of stealing, of stealing the trophy. Scottish trophy. Is that what you're saying? Am, am I reading I that right? I just want to clarify this. I just want to make sure we know listen, what we're talking about. This is a question, like a, a politics question. Like, you, we want listen, a simple yes or no. What no happens, skirting around the... Listen, uh, what happens behind the scenes between the riders, you know, we I got it back. So and he knows, and Brad yeah. knows, and we're all, you know, I had to send Brad over to Southwick. Like, basically, I got an invite. <laughs> I got an invite to do this Vets race in Southwick. Oh, yeah, Keith Johnson. Yeah, yeah, and I had to turn it down because I, I had commitments to the Scottish, which ended up not really happening. But Brad went over with Vosey and job, Nev. Man. He runs a good track. That Southwick's a good track. Yeah, yeah, look, I was guided. I didn't go. But basically, I sent Brad over there on the orders for the Scottish Championship to go and retrieve the trophy because, like, I was, you know, I had it under my pillow yeah. that night at the vet, at the Fox Hill after taking it on stage and showing everyone. And I just had a feeling, mate. I just had a feeling. It was the way Ryan looked at it. You oh, know, well, if he wanted it, he wanted it. You know, he didn't turn up. He was scared to race, weren't you? Weren't you, Ryan? You were scared to turn up. You're like, so Brad has a way of like getting what he wants. You know, he'd done it last year. So I thought, who better than the guy that beat Ryan last year to go and fetch the trophy back? So uh-huh. I sent Brad over there. I was like, listen, man, I don't care how you do it, but you, I need that trophy back because I am going to be hung and quartered like William Wallace back in the day. Yeah. Like these guys are after me. Yeah, like the police are going to be. So I, I said to Brad, I was like, man, I don't care how you do it, but just get that trophy back for me, right? 
And I don't know how he did it, but it did. He, he went over it. Good enough. I don't think it's the best pre-race preparation to sleep with a, a, a big trophy under your pillow. But, mate, this is... I was obsessed by it some days. I was, I was wondering. Just, he did ride like he had a bit of a crick neck. He did. You know, can, it, I, can I just interject at this point with yeah. my favourite Thorpey story? Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? Mm-hmm. Not right. a problem for me. Now, what? Yeah, what? I mean, yeah. 1988, Hawkston Park. I was a Sorry, what very... Year? What year? 88. 88. I'm going there. I'm going there now. Well, I'm very much a eyes. rookie mechanic for Rob Andrews. I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. Some would say nothing's changed, but I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So anyway, we're out in qualification. And you know what it's like? You go up the hill, you come out the gate, go up the hill, and the first time they come past the start finish is when the first lap starts. And Thorpe's in our, qualif- in our qualification group because he's been injured all year. World champion the year before. He's been injured all year. He wasn't world champion. No, world champion 86. 87 wasn't the best year for him. He got injured. Anyway, so he has to go and qualify. First time we've ever seen him have to qualify. British Grand Prix, big news. We were up there really early. Bike's still dirty because we want to get out first because the track's only going to go slower because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so we're out there. Thorpey goes out. First out. Keith's got him up there early. First out up the hill. Comes past the start-finish line. Flat out. Does one lap. Pulls into the truck. Pulls in. In back, we're like, oh, what the fuck's the problem? Like, he's still hurt. He's not ready. He's next thing. He's back in the mechanics area in his jeans and t-shirt. We're like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? We're probably four laps in at this point. We're all huddling around the timing screens and everything else. And I remember somebody saying to Dave, "So what's going on, Dave? Are you not?" He's like, "If that's not fast enough, I'm not fucking racing." <laughs> and did he the lap time? He, he won it, yeah. He was faster. Yeah, he cool. just went out. He just one lap, it. fucking good enough. Went back. Well, 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 well. let's let's uh, let's cool talk about as that. Fuck. That's, was let's that, talk, would you let's do talk. that? Cool as a cucumber. Would you can you edit that? that in. Well, I kind of did it this year at the VMX the end. Yeah. <laughs> I went out done my fast lap at the start. Remember that, Wobs? So yeah, <laughs> I went and did my fast lap. Came back to realize whatever had happened had happened. But then also the next race when I went out for the Super Evo, I went out like because it was back to back. I went out for the Super Evo qualifying. Yeah. Because I'd had a warm up for the you know the the team event, I was on point. I went out and did the fastest lap. It would have pissed all over everyone's laps in the in the team event. Yeah. Ended up thirty or twenty third or. Oh. It's because it's because we all knew that like we had to do a full lap first, didn't you? Well, yeah. I just went out and smoked the first lap. So similar to the Dave Thorpe story. Oh, so you was yeah. caught up in that whole oh, thing. Oh, the I whole thing, that. mate. Oh, I God, heard that. Yeah, yeah. it was a you bit need stressful. You need to sack the timing people from that. Event. <laughs> it was stressful because oh, like oh. they told. I checked and they said, we're going to time. All of a sudden, Tommy and Miller in front of us. We're going to time all four laps. Okay, happy days. So the guys have gone out to the box and they've said, what laps are you timing? Four laps of practice. Yeah, we're going to time all four. Comes back in. He does a, Brownie does a fast first lap, pulls in, adjusts his forks or whatever. Goes out second lap. The third lap slowish, does a fast fourth lap. They've only timed the second and third laps. Yeah, what the fuck? He's like 38th. Brown is full on walk past me bright red face fuck this I'm going home and I believe him the dude's going yeah, home yeah no, he does no like, no he's, at, he's, 50 he's or... in Finbar's truck and he's fucking getting changed and I'm like he's had a torrid time on the 125 because it's blown up in practice he's 40th gate pick there he's 38th gate pick in his, he's having a rough weekend yeah. and he just can't get in the groove you know the bike had loads of bottom and mid range no top end we're like fuck so we're changing the gearing changing yeah. the jet and trying to get it back Thing was punchy as fuck, didn't ref, and he was getting mm. yarded by the five hundreds, and that's just me. I passed him going up that hill yeah, he like he was on a fifty. He, 
But I've got I've got like a a step by step photo of me. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he'll tell you straight. It was the two bike, years higher, so no, the bike was mega bottom to mid. But he was complaining. But Tommy was on the same motor and winning. And I, how do I tell him? Like, Kid, the do you know fucking- what? The whole the VMX DN is its own animal wobs. We oh know my that. God, what it's you've a done hell there, of a weekend, whatever. Yeah. And do you know what? I want every, hold that thought because actually. We need to talk to Billy again just about that event in its entirety. We'll be talking plenty about More the about what he's going to be doing uh, coming up, whatever. But again, like, we're just, I can't, well, we knew it was going to roll much. over. There's too much Mate, stuff. Everybody it. we get on, it just goes over. We can't it doesn't matter. contain Look, it in like an hour. I told it you before be I even done. came on here, we're going to need 211 episodes. That's my yeah, number. No, so I think I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here. I think 21.1 might be a better number. Let's right. go 2.1, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap this one up. Um, episode. Two Don't of the Billy McKenzie. The, uh, yeah, that's good. Let's we, we've got to at least try and get a trilogy out of it. We've got to get Billy back more. For sure. totally totally get Billy out. and Mark Deruva, they're our staples. They're so far Thanks, they're man. gonna be our yeah, staples. Yeah, we're be main, Do you know what? But, but also I think we've offered a service to the mobs. I think they 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 need they gotta the get stuff off their chest. The therapy. Therapy. That's exactly the Mark calls it. Yeah, well, get we, some shit off your chest. I heard, I heard that. That's why I'm joining them with the joke. But I do actually think how funny would that be if we had like you know an actual therapy bed? <laughs> if uh, I'm not just sat here with a microphone, I'll be I'll be laying back, you know, <laughs> discussing. Tell me about your childhood. Yeah, discuss, yeah, six years old, five years old, I'm on Malaguti, you know, Malaguti 50 cc racing around Durham. Big Bill slapping you around. Yeah, so look, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, we're going to get Billy on again. So if you like what you see, obviously keep liking and subscribing. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, great. Keep up, uh, keep subscribing, spreading the word. Uh, if you need to get hold of us, you can get hold of us at info at talkmoto. No, sorry, info talkmoto at gmail.com. Our social media is Talk Moto. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Got it all. You got any questions? Be- just shoot us a question. Anybody you want us to speak to, any questions you want to ask, just get them out there. We ain't scared to ask them questions. Get them in. And uh, we will get the Mac Attack back uh, many times over, I'd like to think, because good value. Um, we've just got so much to talk about. Like, yeah. I've so been doing much. this stuff since so Do you know what? You can't fit a whole right. lifetime into an hour, can you? No, we've done, I mean, we done well. Like, we literally covered from 99 to, to, to well, we've done, to go we've done it all, mate. We've done two episodes, and I, I really feel... I've got 10 years of vets racing to do. Honestly, yeah, like, I'll be I'll be at every vet's Fox Hill till you know. On a personal ca- level, there's still so you. many things that we didn't even cover that I wanted to ask you. So there's fun stuff to there's fun to, stuff to dive indeed. into next time. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll throw it all. So down. we'll end it there again. Thanks to Talon um, for getting behind it. Yeah, well, thanks for the wheels do. next year, Talon. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> yeah, he's pushing hard. Um, I need a spare set of wheels. That's all I needed. We got some more sponsors coming on. There's we a few we guys. do. There's a few more to announce. So if you want to be part of what we do here at Talk Moto. Uh, jump on board, get get, uh, get involved. Cool name as well, by the way. Talk, Thank you. Talk. Thank you. I mean, just... We tried to like incorporate the moto from back in the day. It's totally worked. And we're talking about it, so that's the way it is. That's yeah. exactly it. So there we go, another episode uh, in the can. Right, um, we are going to continue to drink and have a good time, a good evening here. So uh, everybody out there on planet Earth, take care of yourself, keep spreading the love, and particularly keep enjoying and subscribing Talk Moto. Thank you. We'll let you sign off, Billy. Yeah, Say something to sign off. Follow me on social media as well. Instagram, Billy Mac 211. Former there. Scottish champion. I just yeah, want to throw I that really, in there. I really quit. Former British champion. Former British champion. Dot com. The front, just like James Stewart did. I tucked the front. I didn't even turn up. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm out. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you again. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.